welcome to the Perspective Lens Podcast. I'm your host, Destiny Hopps, and today I have my friend, Josh Lucero, Pastor Josh Lucero from Word Alive Church in Colorado, and he's a young adults, young adults leader, right? Yes. Uh, today is a bonus episode. I usually talk about film, entertainment, entrepreneurship, but today it's, you know, I'm a Christian, so why not talk about God? So today's episode, we're going to kind of talk about, not kind of talk about, but today is going to be the topic of why is it important to reach this generation? I was going to start off by saying Maverick City is a big choir. They're, they're popping. My family has been listening to this song obsessively. Um, you know, at an award show, Kirk Franklin uh, gave the baton to them in a spiritual sense saying you're the next generation that's going to help this generation you know with the new uh learning about christ so my question is why is it important to reach this generation and how can we reach this generation for christ for sure and uh, i just want to thank you for inviting me on uh I love to uh, do stuff like this. I think it's super beneficial to, I, I think this is one of the ways we reach uh, our young adult generation as well, uh, as just forms of media. Uh, but for the first question, I think it's so important to reach our young adult generation and even of course our youth, because uh, there's there's been, there's been quite a shift in our world today uh, in just recent years. I would say in the past 10 years, uh, there's been such a shift in the sense that uh, a lot of what's being taught out in the world, a lot of what's being brought out uh, has really shifted the mindsets of our young adults and our youth, the way we think, uh, the way we process, the way we operate, the way we can go about life really uh, has changed dramatically. Uh, so that being said, I think the reason why it's so important to reach our generation is because we are the future of this the next 10 years, you know what I'm saying? So like the last 10 years has changed, um, whether that's by our hands or not. Um, and then the, the future of the 10 years, uh, you know, five, 10 years, whatever you want to call it, the future is dependent on us. Um, I know for like our age, age range, it's like, you know, mid twenties, uh, early twenties, stuff like that. So I believe we have the most, uh, we have the ability to change a lot of things, uh, especially in the five to 10 year radius that, uh, that we have in this generation. That's why I believe it's number one important that we reach the generation is because we are the next uh, generation up where the future, uh, whether it be music, whether it be political, whether, whether it be ministerial, uh, spiritual stuff like that. Uh, we, we have a movement that we can establish and it's up to us whether or not we want to do that. Uh, the reason I bring up the past 10 years is because uh, past 10 years has changed a lot for us. And when it comes to, you know, the drive that we have nowadays, whether it's, you know, getting a job, whether it's starting our own business, whether it's, uh, you know, following God, whether whatever we do, uh, a lot of a lot of that has changed because we become so complacent and so, uh, frankly, lazy. You know, I'm, I'm part of that, too. You know, we, we procrastinate a lot more. Uh, we, we feel like we have a lot more time to do things. And if we're honest, we don't have that much time left because, you know, yeah, we're we're, we're getting older too and and if we don't allow ourselves to become driven by what's in front of us then it's going to pass us by for sure um one of, one of the things i really wanted to hit for a staple here today in, in this podcast is um why, like how do we reach that point how do we find that purpose how do we get uh to that point and, and i believe it starts with vulnerability to be honest with you um, and a lot of people, you know, they look at that word and they, they find it to be uncomfortable or scary because uh, being vulnerable with other people is something that the world has taught us not to do uh, because people can hurt us, stab us in the back, you know, lie to us, stuff like that. 
I believe that's a, a really hard turning point for a young person uh, to find new hope in, right? Is to find vulnerability, not only in themselves, but also in others, I think. Uh, vulnerability doesn't mean like you have to share your whole life story by any means, that you have to share, you know, um, everything that you've gone through in your life. Vulnerability is, is just as simple as being comfortable in a, in a setting where you wouldn't really place yourself. Um, and what I mean by that is going outside of that box. Uh, and I believe truly allowing God to work on the inner man, um, whether, whether that be for your purpose, whether that be for your life, whether that be for anything, having a sense of vulnerability, uh, also brings originality. It also brings uh, a lot of things to just to show that people care. Uh, so that I say that because that's the number one way that I reach young people, our age, younger, a little bit older. Um, we have a reach no matter what, as long as we are open and honest with each other. Uh, and I believe that begins to start to establish trust. And that also takes away that uncomfortability that the world has taught us that we can't uh, have in our originality. And what I mean by all that is simply saying, we have to be comfortable with pursuing a purpose beyond what we've already established so far in our lives because right now in our 20s or you know in our early 30s or whatever we've established um relationships we've established a lifestyle we've established a whole bunch of other things that really have settled our foundation um i believe it's so important to reach people to make sure that we have the correct foundation uh, our foundation can be built up on sometimes lies. Our foundation can be built on uh, sometimes other people's faith, uh, other relationships, uh, a, a number, a number of things. Uh, I believe it's so important that we establish a comfortable sense uh, with each other, not just in vulnerability, but humility and genuineness and also love. Right. Again, that's that's what our ministry is is all about. Is we want to welcome anybody from anywhere, from any type of background. So that way they can feel welcome in a place where the world has tell, told them they, they turn people away, right? The church. Uh, a lot of people, I was literally uh, talking to one of my coworkers uh, a while back and, you know, he, he was born and raised a Christian, but he's, he's kind of drifted away from faith because there's a lot of unanswered questions or a lot of things that uh, the church that he grew up in kind of uh, construed for him in his faith brought up a lot of questions and he's questioned them ever since but he's like bro i know the bible uh, i know this i know that he's like i just have so many questions and we were able to have like a two and a half hour conversation at work um and it really it, it wasn't like an argument it wasn't anything but he was able to understand and i'm not saying i'm like the best person to answer questions yeah. i don't have all the answers or anything but it was amazing to me because god was able to use me in that situation even at work um to just have a normal conversation and bring to light good answers that nobody had ever had for him to bring examples that nobody had ever brought to him before. Um, you know, and apologies out there for everybody or anybody who has had bad experiences with churches. Uh, I challenged that vulnerability, you know, and then challenge that comfortability where we become outside of church. We would become outside of faith uh, where we become outside of our purpose uh, and really to dive in deep and to, to really lay ourselves out there. And I know that sounds like crazy, like nobody should ever do that out in the world. Uh, but I I'm telling you guys this, when we're able to do that with God, it, it makes no sense in the moment, but it makes every difference when we're actually able to take a bit of a dive into that. So long story short, uh, I know I'm kind of rambling on, but no, no, long good. story short, um, <laughs> long story short, we had this conversation 
and I didn't bring him to faith. You know, I didn't, I didn't say, uh, say the prayer with him at the end of that. And, and that conversation was not for that. Uh, again, you know, bringing faith in, into this whole mix is, is very difficult nowadays because, again, everybody has their own agenda. Everybody has their own uh, opinions. Uh, there's a lot of uh, things out there that can uh, have uh, an effect on a person and especially their mind. Uh, but really, the whole point of that conversation was this, just to really show him uh, that God is not the God that he grew up knowing or that people were telling him how he had to be or all, all the unanswered questions or just, you know, literally like shut up and just read your Bible and, and then you'll be good. And God is not like that. And I believe in order to reach a generation uh, like ourselves, because I believe we are so hard to reach. Um, we, we have to be vulnerable. We have to be able to share, um, you know, a bit of our past because uh, I am not perfect. I will never claim to be. Nobody is. And I think that is what unites humans together even before um, knowing God, right? We, we can find a connection and we can find a comfortability that can reach other people without having to be super religious. You know what I'm saying? God has not called us to be religious. He's not called us to, you know, slap people on the back with the Bible and say, hey, repent. Uh, but really, when it comes from a genuine uh, uniqueness that every person has, it, it becomes so much easier to reach people. And when people are able to grasp that, their lives begin to change. Um, I, I've seen it so many times, uh, even just recently in the past five years, I wanna say I've seen it so many times with youth and young adults uh, to where they come in broken, to where they come in hurt and not having known their purpose or not having to know a direction of where to go, You know, whether it be school, college, jobs, faith, you know, relationships, stuff like that. Um, but having that vulnerability has allowed them to be vulnerable, not, not with people necessarily, but with God. That's where I'm, the, the whole point of this is to not just be vulnerable in a good way with people, right? Don't share your whole life story, but, but to be honest and truthful with each other, to connect on a deeper level is what, what I believe we're totally missing as a generation nowadays, uh, and, and being consistent in that. Because when we're able to be consistent in the wrong things, right? Uh, everything that this world brings us will never satisfy. You guys have probably heard that before, but if we are consistent more in what the world is teaching us rather than what God is teaching us, then our whole mentality uh, will not be based off of the love and the vulnerability of God. God loves us so much that he, he remains faithful even when we're not. And I just, you know, want to say, you know, I love everybody who's listening to this. And, you know, um, at the end of the podcast, you know, I just want to share a prayer with everybody. And, you know, we, we're going to get in, into more stuff. Um, but to know that there's people out there that actually care more about you as a person than more about your money or you as, as a number in church, uh, I believe is so important to spread uh, out, in, in, out into the nations, out into our states. Because even though we are not... Um, uh, persecuted religiously, uh, we can we can definitely see that on the horizon where things can come uh, that are, are going to be a lot harder for a generation. Because if we're honest, if y'all live in Colorado, it's it's really hard to live out here, man. It, it's really it's really expensive. Jeez, like, uh, it's, it's crazy out there, right? Inflation and then all this yeah, stuff. But when we trust, when we we were able to find a trust and foundation in God, we're able to find more answers. Believe it or not, uh, we're able to have. Uh, not not necessarily less questions, but we're able to have less doubts in in our faith and in our questions. And I believe uh, again, one that that's why we need to be this next generation to stand up and have our head turned on right and our head on our shoulders, ready to go, ready to face whatever else comes in the next five to ten years. Because it's really about a movement. 
whether you believe in God or not, it's really about a movement and whether or not we are solidified in, in our purpose in life. Uh, because we can become complacent, we can become inconsistent, and we can just not have a drive anymore. So my encouragement through this is not only like we need to reach our, our generation now, uh, but we also need to reach a, a purpose-driven life uh, for sure in these in these next five to 10 years. And, and that starts now. So uh, a long-winded answer, but I'm going to throw it back to Destiny on that. Well, um, the <laughs> so the scripture I have is um, Isaiah 26, 3 to 4. Mm. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Why should we or anybody trust in God, have a relationship with Jesus in the midst of, challenge, of a challenging life or in the midst of a great life? What's the point? If life sucks, you know, and you know. <laughs> For sure. No. Uh, and I, and I get that question a lot. Like, man, my life sucks. Like God has never done anything for me. Uh, you know, why should I believe in God? Why can't I see God? You know, there's, again, there's a lot of questions, right? And, you know, I can't answer every single one on the podcast, but I, I'm going to say it like this. I, I don't teach, I don't preach on anything that I haven't experienced in my life before. And again, I've, I've said it before at the beginning is I'm not perfect. I will never claim to be. And just because I'm a leader in the church uh, or of our ministry doesn't mean that I don't have my faults. You know, a lot of people, unfortunately, nowadays, and I, and I think that's why so many people turn away from God is because there's so many uh, bad theologies, bad teachings, bad doctrines that are out there where they're only to say, you know, oh, I'm perfect. It's about me. You know, I'm going to tell a good story. I'm going to make y'all feel good in church. And then, you know, that that's it. That doesn't help anybody. What helps people is being real. So I'm going to start off by being real. Um, I, I've had my faults, my failures. I've had to learn a lot of lessons and take a lot of losses in my life uh, because of stuff that I wanted to do. Uh, more often than not, it, sometimes when we go through things in life, they're more self-inflicted things. Uh, for myself, I, I dealt with a lot of like relationship issues, uh, a lot of, um, you know, codependency on, you know, in women and in friendships and all that stuff instead of having it in God. Uh, so first off, people can have, um, you know, bad situations. They can be in bad situations because uh, instead of putting faith in God, we're putting faith in people. And I want to encourage y'all because it, it's it's easy to put our faith in the wrong things and it's hard honestly it's hard to put our faith in someone we can't physically touch or see but speaking from my experience uh when i was going through a lot of the stuff that i've uh, been through uh, it was only God that was able to bring me through that. Um, and, and that's saying that, you know, my, my dad's a pastor, my mom's a pastor, you know, I have a lot of Christian friends, uh, you know, grew up and born and raised in the church, yet none of those people, I mean, sure, they give advice and that it's good stuff, but nothing helped me quite like having a relationship with God. And whether you're having a good life or a bad life, uh, nothing lasts forever, right? But God wants us to have the best life possible. So he gives us his presence. He gives us our faith. So that way we can grow it and strengthen that. Uh, there's always that, that age old um, metaphor, right? If you have a relationship, whether it be a friendship or you're married or you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Uh, how do you keep that relationship alive? Uh, if you're not communicating, if you're not having uh, some sort of relationship, actual relationship with that person, it will die. So I encourage you guys to start a relationship with God, whether the, whether your life is going good or bad, because in my time, whether it was good or bad, even though I, I did not want to be around God, I did not want to hear about God again, born and raised in church. 
God was the only one that gave me peace. Just like that scripture says, that's actually like my favorite scripture. It's funny that you pull that up. That's literally my favorite scripture. And that's literally uh, kind of like my motto that I live by that God gave me to get through my hard times, to get through my good times, right? You keep that person in perfect peace when their mind is on you, God. So if our mind is on the storm, you know, you know, talking biblically here, right? When the disciples were in that storm, Jesus was asleep. Jesus was was not worried. In other words, my man was chilling. snoozing. Chilling. He's chilling. He's just chilling. <laughs> He's snoozing, and all the disciples are losing their marbles, right? Running across the boat, wondering why they were encountering a storm. Uh, let me just say this: life is not perfect, and life was not meant to be, you know, all all peaches and cream, right? So God knows this, and He says, "Hey, even though you're going to have struggles in your life, even though you're going to have situations and hardships in your life, that's just literally life, right?" God is there to calm that storm. But just just explaining that metaphor in that scripture a little bit more is Jesus was asleep, right? He was not worried. In other words, that doesn't mean he didn't care or that he was non-existent. That just means he was not worried because the disciples had an option. They had an option to focus on the storm because, I mean, obviously, and you're, you're in a storm. You're like, man, like there's waves crashing around. I'm afraid I'm going to sink. Like, you know, and then we have no choice but to cry out to God because we have no other answers to the storm that's in front of us we have no control and what god is saying while he's sleeping down under in the boat he says man i've taught you guys how to have peace in a bad time i've, ha I've taught you how to have peace in a good time because when it's a good time nobody's really praying you know what i'm saying nobody's panicking nobody's praying nobody's asking god like hey save me because it's a good time but i want to let you guys know like god is consistent y'all hold on i'm gonna bring this up real quick because i literally just taught um a message about consistency and how God is so consistent when we're not, whether we believe in him or not, whether we trust in him or not, good or bad situation or not, God is so consistent with us that it's, it's, it's not really up to us, uh, you know, whether the situation goes good or bad, it's up to us to trust to, in God that he will take care of that thing that is in front of us for us, right? That That's what God does. Uh, so hold up, I'm put, pulling this up real quick. Second uh, Timothy 2.13 says, if we are faithful, faithless, he remains faithful. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means God does not change. So to, to go back into this story is they had an option whether or not to be afraid of the storm or allow God, literal Jesus in the boat, to calm it. And I believe if they would have just went to sleep, you know, next to him, that that storm would have su surpassed and subsided. But Jesus wanted to show an example, uh, a physical example back then, and a spiritual example now, when they went to him and woke him up and said, hey, like, hey, man, like, don't you care about us? Like, all this stuff is going on outside. How are you not hearing this? How do you not know what we're going through? I mean, how, how, much and how often does that sound like us right god you have no idea what i'm going through god you you don't know me god you don't care when god is literally chillaxing and saying all you need to do is just rely on me because i am in peace and if you rely on me i'm going to give you that peace in a good or bad situation so what did jesus do he said you know what i'm not going to clown you guys and be like man you guys should have trusted in me no 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 he, go, he goes up there and he calms the storm with the words that he speaks and that is so powerful to me because even when we are panicking, the voice and the presence of God is able to calm any storm. So my encouragement is to try God out. 
what from whatever you've heard from whatever your past is like uh and really that's a challenge i'm not gonna lie that's a challenge right especially if we have our own opinions or we've been treated mistreated uh in churches or not taught correctly out of the word of god um that's a hard challenge to hit because it's like man i'd rather push everything away because we've had so many bad experiences um and, and that's kind of you know a, a dumb example that god is giving me right now it's like man like name your favorite restaurant right and and that's been your favorite since you were a kid and you go one day to that restaurant and you have a bad experience you can either choose to say you know what it was probably like something i ate it was probably something that the cook didn't cook right and like man that just ruined every experience i'm never going to go to another one of those restaurants again there's 50 around me but i'm never going to choose another one again because of one thing and one time and that wasn't necessarily the restaurant's fault that might have been somebody in that position or in your restaurant, right? And that relates to nowadays. We we have so many options when it comes to God to, to be reached and to be uh, to be saved, to have answers. Yet if we have a bad experience from somebody else, right, in our circle more than more than likely, we can choose to say, you know what, God doesn't care. I'm gonna put that on God and I'm never gonna try it out again. Mm-hmm. But we know that it probably won't be that same experience at another location or at another, you know. So what I'm getting at is we have to move on from the past. And I know I know it's hard to hear and I know nobody really wants to do that. It's like, man, but I want to hold on to that and, and that this person hurt me and this person that has done so much to me. And, I, and I've been there and trust me, I've been there. But God is able to wash everything like that away. And if you don't believe me, again, I, that's why the challenge is out there is faith is not walked by somebody else. All right. So even though I'm a leader and, you know, I teach young adults, I will never stand up in front of them or stand in front of the congregation and say, hey, your faith is based on how good my faith is or your faith should be based on how good my faith is in God. And from what I teach, uh, something that pastor says and something that I say from the pulpit is don't just take my word for it. You got to go and research it yourself. Go and challenge yourself more than what anybody else has told you, more than what you have ever learned. You got to go out and get it for yourself. And of course, we're here to help. And, you know, you, anybody can reach me at any time. Uh, but it's it's that self-drive, that self-purpose that will really take somebody to the next level. And I promise you that when, when we're able to do that for God and when we're able to try that out, God will do miracles, signs and wonders in your life. Uh, and that doesn't mean the bad things won't stop coming in life, but that just means they're easier to go through because we go through them not alone anymore, not by ourselves or by what the world teaches us, because uh, it doesn't it doesn't satisfy, it doesn't last, but by rather what God is saying, which is eternal, right? Is eternal. One more one more quick uh, just story, real quick, because uh, again, I want to encourage everybody's faith out there, whoever's able to listen to this or watch this or hear this at a later time. I want to encourage y'all because. Uh, you know, if you're local or if you're not, um, you don't know me and I don't know you, but uh, by the spirit of God, I, I pray that it, through this, through this message, through this recording, uh, that something touches you, right? Uh, my, my best buddy, uh, he's been my best friend for going on 15 years now. Uh, you know, I feel old saying that, uh, but since sixth grade, so now you can figure out how old I am, but since sixth grade, uh, me and this guy, we, we, we've been friends, we've been best friends ever since. And I never, you know, I was always saved, right? And, you know, even from a young age, uh, as I got, you know, more mature in God and, and got my relationship under me, uh, it was it was easier to talk to him about God. Um, 
he had never really believed in God. He was born and raised Catholic and that has nothing to do with like, you know, how he was brought up or anything. That's just, I'm just giving you insight to the story. And long, long story short, uh, I never, I never forced God into his life. He knew I was a pastor's kid. He knew I went to church every Sunday. He knew my problems. He knew my mistakes. He knew the problems I had in relationships, uh, you know, with, with cursing and with all this other stuff, you know, he knew my past in other words. So this is somebody that's been very close to me for a long time uh, and has never judged me for it. And he's not even a Christian, right? You hear a lot of Christians judge a lot of people for what they do and that's so wrong. So nobody should judge you. You know, we should take that to God and let him handle it. But uh, besides the point, it got to the point uh, when we were graduating where God kind of opened that door for me to talk to him. He was going through something in his life, uh, plain and simple. He was at his 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 uh, wit's end, his the end of the rope, right? And he's like, man, I don't know what else I'm going to do. He said, I feel empty. I I've tried everything. You know, I've tried smoking, drinking, you know, everything under the sun. This guy had tried and nothing again, nothing could satisfy. And, and again, I wasn't like, oh, Jesus, you know, Jesus is going to save. She's going to do this. I was literally uh, he, he literally asked me, um, how are you so happy with all the things that you've gone through in your life? And I'm like, man, it's like that was my my open door. I said, it's 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 been God, bro. It's been God, honest, honest and truthfully. You've seen me my whole life. I'm not going to lie to you. Like uh, it's been God. And that's where the challenge comes from is we have to allow, you know, this example was given a long time ago from God is, uh, you know, if I told you a story, just like the one I'm telling you right now, even though our relationship has not been a 15 year long relationship, you have the choice to either believe me or not, right? We have the choice to either believe somebody or not, especially, you know, if they're close to us, we're probably going to believe them, right? So that goes into the whole relationship thing with God. I'm on a little rant real quick, but it's going to make sense. Uh, it goes into our relationship with God is, you know, how can we believe the Bible is real? How can we believe all these stories in the past are real? You know, where's the proof? Where's this? Where's that? And it all depends on our relationship with God, because when we are closer to God, we are able to have faith in those stories and able to have faith that he will do exceedingly and abundantly above what we're thinking questioning or asking about now and, and everything else he brings into alignment. So, so that's, that's where I'm going with the story is when we have a relationship with God, we are able to have answers. We're able to have life. We're able to have uh, every blessing that he has promised us. And we're able to find that purpose. Uh, so going back to this story, you know, he could have believed me or not. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't lying to him, but I, I told him it's been nothing but God. And he believed that because of the relationship we have. And even though we don't have the relationship that, that him and I have, um, I want to encourage you that that vulnerability takes takes step at that point to say, you know what, I'm going to let my faith grow a little bit instead of my opinions. I'm going to let my faith grow a little bit instead of what I was uh, what I was told back then or, or judged for back then. And I'm going to try something different in my life because nothing else seems to work. Um, and even if you're saying, man, I've tried God and, you know, it just doesn't work again. I challenge you because relationships are hard, man. Uh, being real, if you're in a, in a relationship, friendship or whatever, sometimes it takes work on both ends. Uh, it takes work on both parties and both sides to say, you know what, I'm going to try it again, even though I may have failed or missed, you know, take a misstep. I'm going to try again. Um, so again, long story short, he's like, man, you know, I know you go to church. I know you believe in God and all that. He's like, I just don't think I'm ready for that. I don't think I'm ready to like get saved or do anything of that, like go to church and all that. And I said, that's no problem, man. That's no problem. Um, you know, and I gave him a Bible. I said, look, I'm going to just, God's telling me to give this to you. 
and that's all I'm gonna do. You don't you don't really have to read it. You know, you can just leave it in your car. I just want to give this as a gift to you. But I'm telling you this that my answers and my problems and my prayers have all been answered by God because of what He says in His Word and what He's saying to me. So I know this is life for you. It's up to you. I'm not gonna force it on you or anything like that. And you know, he didn't have to take the Bible, but he did. And you know, every time I'd hop in his car, he'd have it in, in the car. And it's like, you know, he's either reading in the car or he just left it in the car since that night. But I wasn't worried about it because I knew that through our conversation and through our vulnerability with each other, that God was able to do something different. And that's going to be different for every single person that's out there listening to this. God is going to reach you in a way that you ain't never thought of before. And that's how much he loves you is because he doesn't want you to keep going through the struggles that you've been going through. Right. And, you know, again, long story short with that, he called me up a week later and he was just bawling his eyes out. And, I, you know, I get to talk about him because uh, he's my best friend. So I'm, I'm going to say it. But he was bawling his eyes out and he said, bro, he's like, I, I want to get saved. I want to get saved and I want to know and I want to live how, how you've been living because because uh, he's like life has been good for you. I was like, look, life is not 100 percent. Life is not perfect with God, but it, it is so possible with him. So I led him to the Lord over the phone and, you know, he didn't go to church right away. He didn't say, you know what, I'm going to start praying, you know, like crazy. I'm going to start reading my word like crazy. He took a step back and he said, you know what, I've been taught so many things in my life. He's like, but, and I've, I've heard so many, so many things about God and I'm not sure what to believe in. He said, but I do want to go to church, not to impress you, not to impress God, not to do anything else. He's like, I want to do this for me. He's like, I want to actually try and go to church for me. He's like, I want to learn and I want to see it for myself. And that is the challenge that was accepted because it's not my faith that is going to save anybody. It's yours. It's you saying, you know what, I'm going to take that challenge and I'm going to try in a good way. I encourage you guys to find a great church or a great youth, uh, youth or young adults ministry. Hey, yo, talk to me. Uh, that will grow <laughs> you spiritually and that will literally be a human talking to a human, not a robot religiosity driven person that has rules, agenda and only wants your money. Uh, that's wrong and consistent and totally not from God. But he was able to, in a short amount of time, I think within, you know, uh, three or four months of him just being dedicated to God, not to anybody else, he was able to get promotions at his job that he's never had before. Uh, he actually met his wife at the church, uh, and now they recently got married. Uh, they have a blessed marriage. Uh, things are just going well for him. And I'm not saying, you know, go to church and get saved because then that's when God does stuff for you. That's not it at all. That's not like, you know, I'm going to punch my time clock in uh, at church and then God is going to give me $10,000. That's not it at all. He's going to give you exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. God is not a genie and he's not going to be like, oh, if I go to church, God, then you got to do this for me. Not necessarily. God's, you know, God's going to see your heart and he's going to see if you're going to church to learn and to, to grow and to, to get saved and to have a relationship with God, then God is going to bless you with things that you didn't even think uh, that you deserved or think that you could have. And that's exactly what God did for him because he could have gone to church for any number of reasons and could have started being a Christian for any other number of reasons. You know, he could have been like, you know, I see this girl over here, you know, she's really pretty and that's why I want to go to church. Nobody should go to church for that, right? God will bring that right person. But he was patient and he allowed God to do something in his life. And God was able to do all these things for him in a short amount of time because of, of who he trust, put his trust in and who he gave his life to, which is God. So again, from example and, and from everything that I've learned in my life and from just an example of my friend, 
challenge yourself to, do, to whether it's good or bad right now and if you need someone to talk to i got you i got you i'm open i'm an open line i will never deny anybody's call or, or questions and again i might not have everything uh but you know i'm gonna stop ranting at, at this point but trust god in all things even when it doesn't make sense all right that's my encouragement to you challenge yourself because there's always something in here whether you're christian or not whether you're saved or not that says don't quit don't stop there's more to life than what you see right now and god is definitely the the key to unlocking all of that for you so i'm gonna hand it back off to Dustin. No. You know. yeah. so we do got like eight minutes left but Woo. <laughs> talking, bro. it's good so so we're gonna put the information like what church you go to and how to get connected down here um okay. so i was gonna play a rapid fire game so let's ask three questions real quick so okay. uh what if you were left on the island alone what what is the top three things you would need would have oh man on an island alone oh my goodness um you know i'm gonna I'm play i'm gonna play the jesus card on this one i'm gonna take my bible right i'm gonna take oh, my bible yeah. i'm gonna take if i can if, if it's three things anything i'm gonna take a solar power generator right so i can plug my phone into and then I'm gonna bring my phone. There you go. I'm gonna bring my the Bible, solar power generator. I'm gonna bring my phone uh, because that's where I like to take my notes. Uh, if God is telling me something, uh, you know, if I'm able to get reception on that island, I could still hit my family up or text them, and I'll never run out of juice. So uh, I got my connection to God and connection with people. So I'm gonna bring those three things. Okay. And um, so before we leave, uh, okay. So thanks, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you for listening. But we let's do the prayer that you mentioned because I think we got three minutes left on the clock. So the prayer, uh, you mentioned you wanted to do a prayer after the end of the show. So we can. Sure, yeah. Uh, and this is going to be a short and sweet one. Uh, so, Lord, we just pray over everybody who's listening and watching this podcast, Lord. We just thank you that uh, whoever is able to listen, Lord, that uh, I pray that you just speak to them, Lord. Just speak to their hearts, uh, speak to their situation and their lives and what they're going through, Lord. And I pray that as they're watching or listening to this, Lord, that you just give them peace right now. Uh, that you give them peace and an understanding of what you're trying to do in their lives, Lord. And I pray that through this, that uh, people will be delivered, Father, from sickness and from any trial or tribulation that they're going through, Lord. I pray that there is just a drive within these young people in this generation uh, to, to reach after each other and to reach you, God. I pray that that, that you just do whatever you got to do, Lord, in these people's lives, Lord. I don't know them and I can't see them right now, but Lord, I know that you love them and I care for them too, Father. I pray that if they need to reach out, they do so and that they feel no judgment uh, from you or from anybody else, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name that they be blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Josh, for being on the show. Thank you guys yeah, for course. listening and, and watching. And uh, if you have anything to say in the comment sections down below, please comment if you liked it. Because um, I know you liked it. <laughs> There's no dislike <laughs> button for this. But, <laughs> That's yeah. right. You don't get Thank the you option. So Thank you. <laughs>